Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am Jody Harrison Bauer, your host for the Today Show, and I am so excited to share my guest today. As you know, I named the show Fearlessly Authentic because I was always afraid to take risks until I decided to take the biggest risk of my life and change my life. 21 years ago and we're we're not always fearless and we're not always authentic but it's a goal of mine to live the most fearlessly authentic life and with my guests and wait till you hear her with my guests and myself we really try very hard to educate empower entertain you right we're going to be doing some entertaining today <laughs> and inspiring you to live that fearlessly authentic life um, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We have a five-star rating. I love to hear from you, so please send your messages to me. You can find me on all social platforms at Jody Harrison Bauer and on YouTube. You can check out my guests and myself. Just don't do it while you're driving. And um, I think that is about it. So I'm going to introduce my guest, but I still I want to say hello to her first. Caroline, thank you for coming Hi. to the show. Hi, nice to meet Hi, you. Hi, my love. I'm so happy to be here. I want to say thank you, first of all, for having me on. It's an honor. Flattered. So, so excited. I'm just so happy we connected. We connected really, really fast. And I I love that. So thank you so much. A little bit about my guest today, Caroline Baudino. You know what? I didn't even ask you if I'm saying your last name right. You are. Perfect. Oh, amazing. Okay. Caroline Baudino is a mom of two boys, a wife, and a lifestyle influencer with impeccable and edgy clothing, makeup, and jewelry, and a can-do attitude of choosing happy. She is known for her real talks on her social media platforms, where she shows us glimpses of her life, sharing an unfiltered view of being a mom, wife, and just being Caroline, as well as motivating others to be the best versions of themselves. This is where Caroline tells us that we need to get up, get dressed, let's do this. After having kids, Caroline felt lost, lonely, and overwhelmed. She realized feeling and looking like a mess made her act like a mess. That's when she started her Instagram shop with Caroline. She posted her fashion forward outfits and how she styles everything from a soccer mom look to formal wear but it was her message of looking and feeling good that resonated most with women. She is brutally honest when she shares her experiences, showing that everything isn't perfect and provides tips and inspiration on how she overcame life's challenges, including motherhood, relationships, aging parents, and menopause. Caroline's (laughs) message will tug at your heartstrings as well as light a fire in your soul. Now get up, get dressed. Let's do this. I love it, Caroline. Welcome again. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's, um, you know, one of the reasons that I um, found you was because one of my clients said, you need to check out this woman. She is you. 
Oh and my God, what, a, what a compliment. Thank you. I, I felt it was a compliment also. So thank you. <laughs> and uh, she is always she's in her late 30s, a mother of two, um, had two miscarriages like I did, and you know, and blah, blah, blah. But um, I was so happy. And that night that I found you, I just kept scrolling through your stuff to make sure that like your message was legit, that you were consistent, that like what you talked about wasn't bullshit because there's so much crap out there of women pretending to have these stories because now it's all about, you know, being fearlessly authentic more so now than ever. And, but you know what, even the authentic people aren't authentic. So absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I think, you know, what's interesting is you are seeing this, I think this uptick in the midlife, I think, you know, our message is resonating now where maybe it wasn't five or 10 years ago. And I think it is a huge message right now, menopause, you know, um, aging gracefully, you know, how we can stop using this anti-aging term. You know, I just, this young girl who wrote this song, that I posted the other day was just all about watching her mom always never being good enough, watching, looking in the mirror and never feeling good enough. And honestly, it really hit home because I think, you know, we've created a society where we've normalized unhappiness. We've normalized competition. We've normalized looking like shit, feeling like shit and not doing shit. And I'm over it. I'm kind of like, you know what? There, it doesn't have to look like everybody else, but there is a way for you to be happy and to feel good in your own skin and stop putting all this pressure on ourselves to be everything to everyone. And then you see all of these incredible women that are so smart, so capable, so strong, feeling like they have nothing left, feeling like life is over, feeling like they're not good enough. And I'm like, you just raised families, you've helped your husband be successful, you've taken care of your family and your kids and your parents, and you don't feel good enough. So I think it's changing that conversation. And that's why I love what your message, because again, it's about the second half is the greatest half because you are starting from experience. You're not starting from scratch. So it is so empowering. And I think we have forgotten what aging, what aging really looks like. And I think we've, right. And I think it's just bringing back normalizing, looking and feeling great at any age, I think is so important. Right. And I love that point of you talking about that. We've normalized feeling like hell. normalize feeling like a mess. Like it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's not Not okay okay. because people don't feel good. It's not okay. So as we made it okay to like not take care of yourself and it's like people are right or to, you know, not have time to put on a cute outfit or to take a shower or to, you know, hang out with your girlfriends for lunch. Like we've normalized, you know, doing everything for everyone else Yes. And we've for- completely forgotten about ourselves. And then you wonder why women are feeling so lost or feeling so uh, depressed or so down or so anxious, because again, they're not recognizing themselves in the mirror because, it, you know, we've given they're, up they're, everything right. for everyone else. They, you're speaking to the choir here, girlfriend. I totally yeah. get it. Everything that was written in your bio, I totally understand that. And I want you to share your story about why what made you get onto Instagram, but I want to start from the beginning and what you mentioned um, in your bio about that you went through some tough times. So give us some background so our listeners could understand where Caroline came from. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, it's, what's interesting is that I think my story is not, not so different from everybody else. And I think that's why it resonates is that I think there's a lot of us that um, are, you know, hitting midlife, hitting menopause, Um, A lot of us, you know, had kids maybe a bit later, maybe got married a bit later. 
And, you know, it's all kind of happening all at once. The, you know, your parents are aging, you know, having to take on that responsibility, going through menopause and midlife, and then also having young children, a husband. And I think we, no one ever talks about it. No, no one ever talks about how hard it is. No one ever talks about the reality of it. Everyone's always like, oh, get married. You're going to be taken care of for the rest of your life. And you're like, wait, what? When is, wait, when's someone coming to take care of me? You know what I mean? You're like, I'm <laughs> right. still waiting. So I think when, you know, that realization and that wake up call that for me happened, you know, I was kind of walking through life like a zombie. You know, I had kids at 38 and 40. I had met my husband at 30, 32. We waited to get married. You know, we wanted to buy a house. We wanted to live life. I walked my mom, you know, sacrifice it all. That's the truth. My mom wasn't happily married. They're still married. I love them. I respect them, but it wasn't a happy home. It wasn't a happy marriage. My dad was a cheater. You know, it was something that my mom would blow up and then somehow everything would be okay. And we would just keep going. So unhappiness was very normalized in my home and being very dependent on that man, the machismo, you know, I'm Latin American, you know, the husband takes care of you. Yeah. I but, saw that you're Cuban and Venezuelan, right? Yes, so, okay. Yes, so yes. fully Latino. So that background and that, you know, heritage and that kind of normal of the woman takes care of the home and the man. So we much, very much grew up like that. And it was fascinating. You know, a couple of years ago, I found myself literally, this was five years ago. Now the phone rings, you know, I'm kind of going through life. I had kids a bit later, 38 and 40. I was exhausted. I had no idea the sacrifice, no idea how hard it was to have kids. Like no one ever really told me. Everyone's just talks about having kids, but no they one don't tells me. They don't, they don't tell no, us. No, no. And it's no. like, if you don't have a live-in nurse, that night nanny and have enough money to have full-time care, it is really hard. And we didn't have that. So I was so overwhelmed and exhausted. Then comes, you know, and I'm just kind of volunteering at school. I'm just driving to school for pickup, drop off, you know, just like a zombie, just kind of literally just going in circles, like for real, not really living, not doing anything I really wanted to do. I was very much doing what was expected of me. Right. Like stereotypical groundhog stereotypical day, mom. like get yeah. out, maybe schlepping to school in your sweatpants, maybe in your, your dirty underwear, no brushing yes. your teeth. Yeah. I, I did that too. Yeah. Girl, like you, ha you haven't had your coffee. Right. You like you, you know, you work, maybe work out or go for a walk, then you've got to pick up again. Then you, right. you look like shit. I mean, you know, yeah, you always, it's, a, it's a constant stage of looking like hell exactly. and going to the grocery store, right? Exactly, yeah. like a robot. And yes. I was like, okay, so then all of a sudden the phone rings and I remember being, I was always volunteering because I felt it made me busy. It kind of gave me something to say I was doing. Like it made me feel like important. Like I'd come up with, oh, I volunteered. And it was, you know, I did the whole gala for school. Meanwhile, I hated it. Hated all the parents, hated all the, like hated all the bullshit, hated all the moms. Wait, you know, are you my sister? I think you might Literally. be my sister. I'm because kidding. Are we the same human? I, I swear we are. Yes. So I this is, you know, so I was like doing what you're supposed to do. Meanwhile, not happy, not fulfilled, not feeling like my best self. Like I can honestly tell you, I wasn't walking around smiling. I wasn't in my best mood. I definitely was like, my oxygen mask was not on first. I was definitely last on the list and I did not feel good. And so phone call comes in, my mom calls screaming, hysterical. I I'm, honestly had a nervous breakdown. My heart was pounding. She's like, my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. She didn't know what to do. There's money missing. She doesn't know where anything is. She doesn't know who's going to take care of him. I mean, I literally was like, what? So the two most powerful people all of a sudden now have no power, no control, have no idea what to do. And they're staring at you being like, okay, now you need to take care of us. Are you, the are you the oldest? I'm the youngest. And of oh. course, but the more responsible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the oldest nobody speaks to, she wrote us all off because okay. 
she's dealing with her own issues that we wish her well, but yes. she's not involved. Okay. So basically it's on me mm-hmm. and I have two small kids full time. My, my husband's traveling Sunday through Thursday. And now my parents from across the country need me to take care of everything. I was like, wait, what? So I literally walked past the mirror, Jody, and I did not recognize myself. I literally was the first time I think I had looked in the mirror, had looked at myself, had taken an actual look. Cause it usually, you know, I think we like to avoid the mirror because we yes. don't want to actually see what's going on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who that is. Yeah, I like I'll deal with that is. later. Yeah, 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 like, right. I don't want to see it. I don't want to deal with it. And truthfully, it was the first time I really looked in such a long time and I didn't recognize myself. I was like, who the hell is that? I was like, that's not Caroline. I'm like, Caroline is usually smiling in a good mood, super upbeat, always ready for anything. I love getting dressed. I love wearing my jewels. I love looking fabulous. And it was like, I was a shell of myself. I really was like, what happened to you? And I was like, that's it. I'm like watching my mom living with every regret, screaming she doesn't know how to do anything. I'm looking in the mirror like, wait a second, I'm falling down the same rabbit hole. Like, what am I doing? I'm not working. I'm not making money. Do I know where the money is? Like, it was one of those things where everything smacks you in the face. And I was like, that's it. And it literally began for me looking in the mirror and being like, I'm bringing her back. I'm going to bring back the best version of you. I'm bringing Caroline back The looking fabulous, feeling fabulous, doing fabulous. I was like, that's it. I'm done. So that's really where this began. And you chose yourself first. It wasn't that you loved anybody less, but you chose to take care of yourself first, because as you said, you weren't putting the oxygen mask on you first. You were making sure everybody else was okay. And we all know by now that if we do take care of ourselves, then we take better care of the people around us because we feel better about ourselves. It is very hard to be in that situation, to be super mom, super wife, super daughter, super friend, when we feel like hell and it's impossible. And, you know, in what I've been doing my whole life is helping women get fitter and healthier in their bodies so they can take care of their families. So they can be there just like you're talking about and putting on beautiful it's a, it's clothes. It's a mental and physical it's like totally. combination. It is. And I think women forget that like there is something to you. You know, again, I think we've uh, we've normalized putting the oxygen mask on last. And yet yeah. every single airline, every single flight you go on, they tell you to put it on first because you yes. cannot possibly save everyone else. And I think we forget that that fire that lights inside of you, we all have it. We're all born with it. And I think little by little, you know, people just keep sucking the life out of you and keep mm-hmm. sucking the oxygen out. And then that light keeps starting to burn out. And people wonder why you look dead inside because your fire is you put it. out. You right. feel it. So it's about how do we light you back up? How do we bring that flame back? And how do you do that? Putting oxygen back in. We got to flame that fire, right? So you put yeah. oxygen. So it's you taking care of yourself that actually makes that light burn bright. And that gives you the strength, the courage, the power to then take care of everybody else. And I think, again, we need to normalize women taking care of themselves. Yes. yes. And they say happy wife, happy life. And yet wife's always the last one. <laughs> I'm like, what? I it's right. It's that's, that's a man thing. That's yeah. just, that, that's just for the men to say, so they can brag about that on the golf course. My ex-husband <laughs> did that too. It's yep. like, oh no, 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 I'm not happy. And you're going to find out how unhappy I am in just a few days when you get served. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but that was totally. a long time ago, but it's true that like when you do find that all the life is being sucked out of you and from people that don't want it. They're not, they're not intentionally trying to, you know, draw all of your, your light out of you, but it just happens. And I think it happens to people 
like us who want to give so much also, yeah. I think that if you also don't have up the right boundaries, yep. um, if you are that person who wants to give, 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 people know that and they're like, okay, I'm going to take, 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 take Absolutely. until you finally do see yourself in the mirror, Caroline, and you go, uh-uh, no, it's not Absolutely. happening anymore. And I remember that, you know, I got divorced 21 years ago. My kids were eight and 12. And, um, and then about, uh, in 2016, my dad died in 2010. My mom died, um, had a stroke in 2016. She oh passed God, away in 2021. So my two sisters live out of state. It was me. And I didn't have the best relationship with my mom. We were like this. I'm a firstborn of three girls. And, you know, I'm like, great, great. I I'm, had just met my husband that I'm now married to. And I'm like, great great. I'm in a brand new studio on this. My kids are grown. And now this is happening. Like yep. when am I ever, and selfishly, I did think about myself, when am I ever going to get a break? But yep. I had to create those boundaries because my mom, when she came back to being like normal, she was, she was looking for me all the time. hundred percent. And I agree with you. I think there's a lot of women our age, again, that we do. It's like that that martyr mentality that we, you know, we're supposed to be doing everything for everyone. And it's like, you're not a good daughter or you're not a good wife or you're not a good mom. If you're not like sacrificing at all. And it is so selfish of people to assume that. And I think, again, you forget that you get married to share in the responsibilities. It is about both of you helping so that you both get to live out your best lives and be happy. And I think we've, again, like you said, it's like, we just normalized this, this theory that you are supposed to take care of everyone else and that you're supposed to be completely depleted and you're not supposed to say anything. You're not supposed to feel anything. Again, even when you say you're anxious or you're not feeling like your best self, everyone's like, well, you're not clinically depressed. Like all of a sudden now you have to be clinically rock bottom or you have to be Beyonce. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way to be happy or miserable. And I'm like, there's a real gray area for middle-aged women. I think the, the, you know, the, the, the rate of suicide and depression and loneliness in middle-aged women is at the highest it has ever been. And I think it's because we've done a real disservice to women thinking that the only way to be a good mom or a good wife or a good anything is number one, is who you're married to and how much you sacrifice of yourself. And then, you know, as you age and you become our age and you realize none of that really actually matters. It really just matters that people, you wake up with a smile, content is your greatest flex. But I think we have forgotten all of us just wanting to feel good we have to stop trying to prove something to everybody or trying to be the best of everything and actually be honest with yourself about what works for you, what actually feels good to you, those boundaries that you can set up. Because of course, as soon as you set a boundary, everyone who's taking advantage of you is going to be pissed and they, they don't like it. Pissed. And they make they you feel bad. No, they make you feel so guilty. They make you feel so bad. And I did it. My mom did it to me too. We didn't speak for three months. And you know what? She came around and, you know, at this, you know, this, you have to, you have to establish those boundaries so that you can take care of yourself. You do. Those are great words of wisdom and focusing on the middle-aged women. So I think we're specifically talking about women 50 and over here, women who are perimenopausal, women who are going through menopause and then Caroline is 51. I'm 62. Um, we've lived full lives. It sounds you like. You look amazing. You look amazing. You're gorgeous. Like I just love that you're, I mean, it's just like not at all what you would honestly picture 62 to look at. Like if you, someone you. said, what is 62? They probably put a picture of a grandma up, honestly. Yes. Like that's, that's, I mean, Golden Girls was our age. I mean, literally. I so I it know. really is mind blowing that when you see this, I'm like, I hope we can keep showing women, honestly, 
what 62 looks like, what 51 looks like. Honestly, it's incredible. Because we are vibrant. We we are vibrant. We are alive. We have something to say. We are not, we are not to be dismissed. And I think that having the focus just like in the past, I don't know, a year or so been focused on the middle-aged women and seeing the women coming and, and, feeling alive that this is not the end of our story. We are not done yet. We are just at the beginning. And part of part of being middle-aged is, and I didn't know the things that you're talking about at 51. I was, you know, I had opened a business. I had become I, a two-time world bikini champion. That was something I always oh, wanted to do. That's what, that's what had empowered me. That's what gave me my strength and, and helped build up my self-esteem because in my marriage, I had lost my confidence. I had no say in anything. I was sort of like how you described your mom. I didn't know where the money was. I didn't know anything. I I allowed myself to fall into that stereotypical we suburban yes. mom, yes. stopped working, raised the kids, and then, and then suffocating. And I want, why I, I love you so much is that you are speaking so boldly and positively to women in their early fifties who need to hear this because when they get to be my age, they've given up, they've given up. And I'm trying to say to them, listen, I'm 62. I'm going to be 63 in December. Like it's don't give up. And it's not, it's not look at me. It's hear what the other ladies are talking about and hearing what I'm saying to get you to this place eventually. Listen to people like Caroline, see what she's doing. See, listen to her story because it's not all rainbows and and puppy dogs and kitties. It's, 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 it's like, it's so what you're saying. It's like, it really is about, you know, it's finding our happy in the hard because I think women forget, you know, life is hard and we're not here yeah. to say life is easy. It's not, you know, life is hard work. I think we've forgotten what hard work is. I think we've forgotten what dedication and consistency and routine and persistence is, you know, again, everything is, everybody wants it handed to them. Everybody thinks the doorbell's going to ring. Like what our mothers told us that some knight in shining armor was coming to save us. And I'm the first person to tell you, no one's coming. No (laughs) one's coming. Like guys, stop waiting. No one's coming to save you. And that's why I always say how important that reflection in the mirror is because that reflection is your superhero. That reflection is your knight in shining armor that reflection is the captain of your team. Like at the end of the day, like that's, who's coming to save you. It's you. Mm -hmm. So how do you want her to look? How do you want her to feel? What do you want her to do with it? And to me, it's like, if you can keep that perspective as that reflection is supposed to be that best version of you, what does that look like? And if you can keep working towards that every day, even just a little bit, those small steps lead to the big ones. And those small steps do lead to that same ending that we all want, which is just waking up, feeling good in our own skin. At the end of the day, what is the greatest success story? It's not what anybody else is doing. It's you just waking up happy. And Mm -hmm. I do think it's possible. And I think we have, I think women have forgotten what actually, what feeling happy is. That's crazy. It's It's crazy. I do. When I think about the, the people that I see on social media, and I think that's what we're both referring to is you do see a lot of sad stories. And it is good that they're sharing their story, but let's let's work on getting to the other end of that. That's okay. Sit with your feelings, but let's move on from it. Don't sit with yep. your feelings so you lose out on what 
what life has to offer to you. And life only has to offer you what you want to, how far you want to jump into it. You know, right. you, you can't wait for the doorbell to ring. You can't wait for an opportunity to come to you. So for you, you were low. You looked at yourself in the mirror. You said, yep. I got to get back to the Caroline that is vibrant and alive. What was the first step you took in doing that? You know, for me, it really was, I was like, when I, I started to just think to myself, like when I just didn't recognize, recognize my first thought was, when did I stop getting dressed? Like, I remember that first. So I, I really started focusing on what I call happy tools. It's just my happy toolkit. It's what I tap into every day to kind of push those negative feelings, energy thoughts into positive. And for me, I'm like, what are those tools that I can use daily that are free or that I know just put me in a good mood? And I was like, okay, so I've always loved getting dressed. I always love looking good. Like for me, when I look in the mirror and I don't look cute, I it's like funny, as simple as that. It just puts negative. I'm like, oh, why did I eat that? Or, hey, oh God, I got to lose weight. Or like, oh my God, look at my skin. Or, oh God, I need Botox. You know, it's amazing what you start mm, to say to yourself. Yes. And then that's what you're walking out the door with, right? That's what yes. you're bringing. That energy is what you're bringing downstairs to your kids, to your friends, to your family. So I really was like, I'm going to start. I was like, whenever I look good, I never regret it. I always feel fabulous. It puts a pep in my step. I always feel ready. You know, I kind of started thinking like, you know, there's no, my, I have two boys. I was like, nobody on a professional team shows up to the field in their pajamas without any training, without any warmups, without any work done or without their uniform on. So I was yes. kind of like, you know, this is going to be my uniform. This is going to be my mantra. Like I'm going to get up and I'm going to get dressed. Like that's going to be my signal to my brain every day that I matter, that I give a crap, that like I'm going to do something for me. And it really started with me taking that time, talking to my husband, being like, okay, working out always makes me feel good. Even if it's just one lap around the block, movement always puts me in a good mood. Then I was like, gratitude, face in the sun during COVID, when I would feel a lot of anxiety and stress, I would literally just put my face in the sun. And there is something about sun therapy. It is a real thing. And I just started being grateful for like the cup of coffee, the roof over my, you know, stop thinking about all the things I don't have. Right. Really started focusing on what I do have. And then I started doing that positive self-talk. I was like, I'm going to stop telling myself what I can't do or, oh, I have to, or that's annoying or I'm exhausted. I was like, I'm going to start saying, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Why, if it's, you know, why not you? Like you get to do this. This is a great opportunity or let's, you know, let's go, let's go. And just looking in that mirror and just reminding myself the positive outlook. And then I started doing little things that I love to do, whether it was, you know, playing tennis again, something as ridiculous as that, spending more time with girlfriends again, or doing a hike or doing work. I started doing Instagram, started focusing on, okay, how can I make money? What can I use? What can I do that I already love that could actually bring in some cash or bring in something so that I can now know where my money is. I can start asking questions. I can start having different conversation. And all of a sudden I started getting my power back. Right. So, you and know I what I mean? Yes, yes. And I want to talk about money and power, but yeah. not too much. But I want it, it does it does have an effect on our confidence and self-esteem, what yes. we're bringing to the table. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back in a few minutes with Caroline. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, 
following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Bit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Bit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fearlessly Authentic. I am here with my guest, Caroline Baudino, and we are talking about feeling our best, getting dressed, getting up, getting moving, go for it. And it's not always easy. It takes work. It takes consistency, but it's well worth it. Welcome back, Caroline. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I love this topic because, honestly, I think people forget how, how, you know, it is some of the smallest steps. And all it really is that makes the change is the consistency, right? Right, And that persistence. And I know we were talking, Jody, about like just that importance of what those happy tools are. Right. And, you know, what we can tap into every day that works for you. And I think that's why the happy tools are just so important because it is just those simple actions or those simple activities or the people. It can be people. It can be action. It could be, you know, just doing something like getting up and getting dressed you know, what works for you that actually puts you back in that headspace of positive or in a good mood, or who is that person that makes you laugh? Who is that? You know, we all have that friend that you just know is just going to put you in a good mood. So I know for me, the happy tools really started from figuring out, starts small and simple. I always say, if you're trying to do Mario makeup for like Kim Kardashian makeup, you're going to fail. You're going to say you can't do it and you're going to give up. We love excuses to give up. Yes, so I wanted to make it as simple as possible because those tiny littlest steps will add on. Because again, like everything, like losing weight, which you know, the second you start seeing some results, that's when you get addicted, right? That's when you're that's like- when you, oh. Right, it builds confidence, right? So you don't, you want to be realistic, right? You're not going to try using makeup to look, you know, what Kim I mean, Kardashian type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lose 20 pounds in a day. Right? Yeah, right. It's the little steps and- yeah. it, and it, they're easy steps, but they're hard to be consistent with. Exactly. And, and I and I think that's what it is. It's the yes. consistency where for me, I said to myself, I'm not going to beat myself up. For me, I know movement. I said, just one lap around the block. If you can just get one lap around the block, 
three or four times a week, you know what I mean? And then the next week or the next two weeks, add two laps, you know, add, make it five minutes. Like for the, for gratefulness, I take 10 minutes. I started with one, start with one minute of face in the sun and gratefulness, start small, start with a pair of jeans and a tank top from target. I'm not telling you to go buy Valentino. I'm not telling you to go try to look like sex in the city. I'm talking about getting out of your pajamas, getting out of bed, you know, the same way we say, make your bed in the morning. It's that first step, you know, getting dressed is also that first step that signals your brain. You're getting ready for the day. You're getting ready for the game of life. That's why I like looking at it as, you know, you're a professional athlete and this is your, you know, walking out that door, you're going to play the game of life. How do you want to be prepared for that? And it takes that consistent training. So for me, my happy tools are my warmups. It's my training session in the morning, that gratitude, that movement, again, one lap around the block, one minute of gratefulness, take a shower, throw on a tank top and jeans and some cute gold hoops, you know, remind yourself you got this and just start seeing how you feel. Do that every single day. Then maybe in a month, add a little makeup, maybe some mascara, maybe the blow dry the hair. I don't know. Just little things that for you make you feel good and add them on. And I'm telling you, next thing you know, you're starting to look different, right? Because you've committed to this walk every day. Now you've been walking and moving every day. That little bit adds up, you know, that little bit of gratitude, you're starting to be like a little bit more grateful. You know, you start putting on an outfit, it kind of encourages you like, oh, I do kind of look cute. Okay, maybe I'm going to try that other shirt tomorrow. You know, <laughs> you start thinking like, oh, I kind of look good. And it's funny that little bit of looking good in the mirror puts a pep in your step. It does yes. motivate you. It does inspire you. And it does put you in a better mood as simple as that. So imagine doing that every day, what that right. could do. Right. And it, it's, you know, it's, it's life. What you're talking about, it's, it's basically a metaphor for life. Like be ready for life every day. You yes. may not, you know, even if you don't, of course, I'm a, a proponent for taking the lap around the neighborhood and exercising and moving and eating healthy. Um, but the, the getting dressed for those of you who, you know, so many people suffered and struggled with getting dressed during the pandemic. And yes. I think that that was something where you really started speaking out more boldly yes. about getting dressed, getting up, getting going, because so many people just stayed in their pajamas, got really depressed. And it is amazing how such a little thing, as Caroline said, just a little thing and doing it every day can grow into a habit and could grow into a confidence builder. And, and even, Jody, can I say even with COVID, which I thought was so important with, you know, of course I've yeah. got, I got some blowback with people being like, what are you doing in sequence pants in a, in a, in a <laughs> pandemic? Stop. Stop following like, me. Right. And I was like, guys, listen, I go at the end of the day, this is what I found interesting. And I understand COVID was very serious and I wasn't trying to take anything away from it. But what I did want to say was, yes, it is a very incredibly hard time. It is, we are, this is scary. This is overwhelming and we don't know what's going to happen. But is that really the moment you want to give up? Is that really the moment that you want to just let go? Is that really the moment that you want to just be like, you know what, I'm going to just look like crap and I'm going to just feel like crap because we're in a pandemic. You know right. what I mean? For me, I'm like, I actually want to be my best self. I actually want to walk out of here looking and feeling amazing. I was like, I'm not going to now let go and give up. So when the pandemic is resolved, because usually life at the end of the day does resolve itself, yes. you know what I mean? At some point you're going to be walking out of the pandemic. Is it really going to feel good to be 20 pounds overweight? you know, to have, you know, migraines, headaches, not feel like yourself, not look like yourself, like, and then you have to start over. For me, it's like, why do we give up when things get hard? Why do we give in or, you know what I mean? Let go right. when things aren't perfect or things aren't going our way or things aren't exactly how we dreamed of them or thought of them. Life is hard. Life yes. is complicated. 
and it's constantly changing. So the greatest flex you can have is being able to evolve and grow and be able to be happy no matter what. And I'm on that proponent of stay looking and feeling your best because you never know what's going to happen. You never know. I love that. And you never know. And it, it does get harder when you get older, when it comes to certain things. And if you haven't created these habits for yourself in your 20s or 30s or 40s, yes, um, it doesn't mean that you can't when you're in your 50s and over, but it makes it easier to continue with those habits of getting dressed every day. My mom used to say to me, Jody, why do you put some lipstick on? You know, I, it, oh. it, was, it was like, you know, because when I was a mom in my 30s, raising my kids and my husband was working and all that, you know, you're probably in the middle of it a little bit. And my mom would say to me, oh, so ter- stereotypical. She'd say, Jody, you know, maybe if you put some lipstick on, like such a 1950s housewife of saying that. that you're de- like, you're not dead. Put your lipstick right, on. Right. Right. That's what she was saying. And at first I gave her pushback, but there's a lot to say about that because her attitude was, you never know who you're going to see and you always want to feel your best. I, I mean, I'm saying if people like to say that they don't care, then are you going to a wedding in your pajamas? Like, are you going to your business, inter, you know, like an interview for a job? Are you going on a date or a girl's night, you know, the way with no makeup? Like if you prepare for any of those things or want to look fabulous for any of those things, that means you care, right? It does make a difference on how you see yourself and how you feel and how you present yourself to everyone else. Because right. again- I think a lot of women, I always say, my famous line is, come down looking fabulous every day. You really want to scare your husband. You want to scare your kids. Come down looking fabulous. And they're going to be like, what that, like your husband's going to be checking your phone. He's not going to know what to do. When you look like crap, no one looks at you. No one pays attention to you. Everyone takes advantage. No one gives a crap. But it's funny when you look good. It's a, it's a it's a mindset, and I want to go back to what we, we were talking about before we took the break um, about money, making your own money, feeling good. You mentioned something about once you started talking about this openly, and that was about 2019, right? Yeah. Uh, you started sharing your journey, and then probably started blowing. And then COVID is when it really kind of took off. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And were women, so you mentioned that one woman said, Hey, listen, what are you doing in sequin pants? You know, you get the pushbacks and you're like, okay, well, you don't have to follow me or you could actually listen to what I'm saying and not judge me so quickly. Yeah. Um, let's talk about making the money. Why is that so important? Uh, you, you referenced your mom and how she didn't know where any of the money was. Um, and then you need, you wanted to make your own money. Why was that so important to you? And why should it be important to other women? I genuinely honestly believe money controls you. And I think whoever makes the most money controls the relationship, unfortunately. And I think that when, you know, you marry somebody and they, you know, I said, I honestly think marriage is a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> they dangle and you put your investment in right you have kids yes. you're like your investment and then you're like wait where's the payback like, wait, I what am money. i getting what am i getting it's a scheme right yeah and you're like everyone's like what money what do you mean there's nothing there. and i'm like wait what so i honestly am like i think there's this thing with money that we are constantly told like we're going to be taken care of except no one tells you what strings are attached to that and what power you give away when someone takes care of you, whether it's your parents or whether it's your husband or yeah, whether it's your it. partner, 
I, you know, you don't realize that you lose your voice, you True. lose control, you do change your personality because you do have to give in at the end of the day. Like I'd watch my mom screaming and yelling and then she'd have to give in eventually because what is she going to do? Walk away and not get the money. So she would have to give in. And then little by little that strips away at your power that puts away, you know, that puts out your fire inside yeah. of you that sucks the oxygen out of you because at some point it does not feel good to not have power and control. And for me, watching my mom, you know, at the end of the day, my dad was very generous, but the fact that my mom was so unhappy and didn't feel like she had any, she didn't have the power to walk away. She did not have the power to like leave because again, she didn't want to split the money. She was too scared about the money and she didn't want anybody else to have it. And it was like a whole thing. And I think for me, I realized, yeah, I don't, it doesn't feel good to ask permission. I feel like I'm a grown woman and I shouldn't have to ask permission. It's one. And I think it changes the dynamic in the marriage when your partner's when you both bring something to the table, when you have something else to talk about rather than just the kids, mm -hmm. I think it just changes. Again, it changes the dynamics of your relationship, of your marriage. And I personally think it gives you so much more power when you make your own money. And again, you can make those decisions for yourself. So for me, I wish somebody had told me, make money, make money, make your own money. Like I personally think it's one of the number one things women should know how to take care of themselves if need be. Absolutely. It's a mistake that I made. I gave up my power. I stopped working. And then I was 42 and I'm like, okay. Yep. I, yeah. I, I've, I've got, I've got my alimony payment for the next 15 years. It's time to figure shit out. So I yep. had that, I had that safety net, but still, let me tell you something. It goes fast and you, it's scary when you're in your forties and you've got to figure out who you're going to be. And that's when I just, you know, that's Absolutely. when I started standing in my truth because I had my own money, you know, and then I had the opportunity to make money. Um, but it is a very powerless feeling of, of, of being at somebody else's mercy when you're not making your own money. And it really affects your self-esteem and self-confidence. And I think, so, yes. and then, and then you project that out to the world. So um, getting dressed. Yep. Did you start developing your own style? And that's one question because okay. you have a fabulous style. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the brands and, and what you're doing with what you've created since you've gotten all this attention for being outspoken and getting dressed and so on. But before we do that, has there been anybody who has reached out to you and said, I can't do it, Caroline. I just can't do it. You know, we do every once in a while people it's more of you know they've they're dealing with deaths you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying like they're you know somebody's you know a child that like i i can't imagine getting up again i can't imagine getting dressed i can't imagine you know or yeah. going through divorce you know losing everything um and i i do get dms constantly just saying like how do you do this like how do you and i always say you know again it's really starting small it's not about overwhelming yourself because again, I think it's just too easy, especially we're in a vulnerable state of mind to give up. And I think to want somebody else to solve it or to put a bandaid on it and not really deal, not really have to have to do the work. And I do believe that the greatest development, the greatest growth does come in the work. I know for me, you know, going from not making any money to now being the sole provider for the family, you know, there is a sense of, you know, confidence. There is a sense of, um, power that you feel 
when, you know, you know, you can take care of yourself rather than depending on someone to take care of themselves. And I always tell women like you can start, you know, we're in an incredible time where we have social media. You can start anything online, anything that you love to do, start teaching it, start giving advice, start giving tips or start doing for your friends, whatever it is, it is possible like to be 47 and be able to completely start over and then actually take care of their family just goes to show you anything is possible. And I think we do not give enough credit to moms. Like my husband and I said, like, as soon as we expand, like we want to hire moms. They're the smartest, most capable Mm -hmm. multitaskers there are. And there, I can't even tell you almost all women that I know in their fifties think that there's nothing for them, that there's nothing left for them. They're like, Oh, we don't understand technology. We don't understand. I'm like, we'll start understanding start reading, start looking up, start Googling, start figuring it out. Like you are smart and you are capable. You just raised an incredible family. You've supported your husband. You're taking care of your parents and you're telling me you're not capable enough to figure something out online. You can figure it out. You can can figure figure it it out. So tell me how you went from your message, encouraging women to get dressed, get up, get moving to now making money. Tell us about your line, what you're doing. So really just, it all really began with you know, I was like, just like all of you, just like, okay, what could I do? You know, and I really, mine just started really just getting out there. I started playing tennis again. I started working out again. So I really just started doing my happy tools of, I just started to feel good again. Like I started to look good and feel good. Do you know what I mean? And those people were attracted, you know, what you put out comes back to you. Right. It does. And I think it also puts you in a good headspace. Like you're more available. You're more open to opportunity and to change when you're feeling good and when you're feeling confident. So I really started with me feeling good about myself, like having energy again, you know, fitting into some cute clothes again, or just putting, feeling put together, feeling ready. Like where if somebody did offer something, I was ready. So it was kind of just started there. And then I really just started to, you know, take a photo because everyone would ask me what I'm wearing. A lot of my friends would just ask, you know, what do you, I've always been into fashion, always loved it. Jewelry, fashion, handbags, like, because I really should have worked for Vogue or I should have been as, you know. I saw that you worked for Prada. I used to be a buyer. So my background before fitness, I wish I should have done all of that. Like I love all of that. So I've always, fashion has always been, you know, a filter for me. It's always like my armor. Everyone calls me, you know, my makeup, my jewelry, my clothes. It's like my armor. I put it on, makes me feel ready for the day. And I just love it. And for me, fashion is always just a great way of, you know, just expressing yourself. It does change how you feel. It changes your mood. I find it so powerful and, you know, it's right at your fingertips and it doesn't take a lot. I think we've it, we've made it seem like the impossible is the only way to look fabulous. And it's not true. I am like head to toe Amazon and look fabulous. So she I think does. It's, she looks fabulous. I mean, thank you. But it's like normalizing looking good yes. and normalizing wearing just the white tee and jeans and just feeling fabulous. And I think it's just, again, just starting small, starting with things you already love. You know, if you're somebody who loves jewelry, bring those hoops back out. You know, if you're somebody who loves to get dressed, like start putting cute little outfits together, whatever you, it's like never about me. It's like, what makes you feel good? What makes you look in the mirror and think, oh yeah. Okay. Hello. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you. Oh, I used to tell my clients, I want you to look at yourself before you get in the shower and say, I would do me. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You should be like, damn girl. Let's go. And you should be ready to bump into your ex-boyfriend at the grocery store. Like for me, I am ready no matter what to see anyone, bump into anyone, ready for any opportunity. I'm ready for to have a good time and a good day 
every day. So it's really just about that. It's like starting small and simple, but just start. Like just start with something that makes you feel good. And I'm telling you, once you start to feel good, it does change your perspective and it does change what you're willing to try and do. I know you. And so do you have your own line of clothing? Have you created your own line of clothing? Oh, sorry. So, okay. So what we're working on right now, so it went from like doing that one photo in the, in the picture and just tagging brands, right. And just kind of like like you're saying, you're wearing a lot of Amazon things. So this is very affordable, right. Tagging Amazon, taking everything I'm wearing mm-hmm. and little by little, it just started to grow. You know, a couple of brands started to notice or, you know, they started to send stuff and you know how you started getting some, yes. you know, gifts and things like that. And then from there, COVID hit. And when COVID hit, it kind of put a kibosh on everything and every, everything was like at a standstill. And I don't, that's like when everything happened with my parents, I was feeling so overwhelmed and I don't know what made me start talking in the morning. I just was like up at 6am. I was having like insomnia And I just started talking about my life. I I don't know what made me be like, you know what? I'm just going to say it all. I'm going to do, you know, like you can't judge me if I already said it. Like, I'm just going to put it all out there and see if anyone else is feeling this way. And little by little, that's what took off. And so when that growth started happening with the coffee talks, you know, Katie Couric did an article and then Maria Shriver did an article. Yeah. Just recently, the Maria Shriver article came out in July. That was fabulous. I read it. So um, if you go to so Caroline's page, but we'll, we'll give you all that information before we leave. But just like what you said, so little by little, it was just people taking notice. And then it was kind of like, okay, then the bigger brands, then making the bigger deals, then getting a management team. Then, you know, we've signed, we're having a book coming out. We're hopefully having a podcast coming soon. And we, you know, hopefully having an unscripted show talk show. So we're work. you know, it went from that one photo in the mirror to, signing some big deals that we're very excited about. So I know it's possible. It is possible for anyone. It's just about starting. Right. Because ready is a lie and we are never completely ready, but you just have to start somewhere. And it, it starts with everything they said, get dressed, get moving, get going. It's not always easy, but if we stick to it and we're consistent, then we can continue to do it. So I know- People must ask you all the time about your necklaces. I know I'm curious about them. You have a lot on. I love the way they look. And you're a tiny person. What are you, five, four? I I saw one. one, You're five, three? Yeah. Okay. People think I'm five, eight. I'm five feet. You are? Oh, you're tiny. I know people think I'm five, nine, five, eight in person. And they're like, wait a sec, like I'm like at their hip. <laughs> right. And so you carry, um, and just speaking about fashion, you carry these things well. So you do not have to be a tall woman. You don't have to be a certain size or a certain age. And as you talk to women who are menopausal, postmenopausal, we're middle-aged, um, and you want them to try something new, um, I'm sure you get a lot of messages about, whoa, I just bought all these necklaces and, you know, you you gave me the confidence to try something like that. But the necklaces I know get a lot of chit chat on, on your, yes. So what are you wearing? So I do. So I'm Mrs. T. So I'm Mrs. I'm Mr. T's wife. You are. That's right. Uh, and I've always loved it for me. Truthfully, the jewelry, I know, you know, we joke that it's my armor. It is something for me um, that I watched my mom saving everything for a special occasion her whole life. And now she sits in a room and wishes she could have worn it all. She is like now nowhere to wear it. And I literally said, I'm just, I'm not going down like that. I was like, I'm not going to waste, you know, like my mom, her sacrifice for my opportunities, you know, will not go wasted. 
So I realized she sacrificed it all so I could have the opportunities I have. She didn't get to wear all this shit, but I'm going to wear it. So I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to take it all out. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to enjoy it. I mix my metals. I mix real with with fun. I have Amazon jewels with all my real jewels. I've des- I've designed some of them. Some are collaborations. So I've been doing collaborations with some jewelry designers. We did a handbag. We're doing some merch. I'm coming out with a necklace. So we're having some fun. A lot of fun stuff coming oh, up. Exciting. But- Really, I just wear what I love. I have, I mix it all. I just have fun with it. And for me, it's just another way to express myself. And I just love it. It's like, to me, I'm like, I'm not hurting anybody. It's just fun. I love it. And I'm not going to wear it to the grave. So I'm going to enjoy it. Right. And I know you wear a lot of Jennifer Fisher just to like, right? Is it Jennifer Jennifer Fisher? Fisher, um, I did the collaboration with Forever Fine Jewelries, a lightning bolt. Mm -hmm. Um, I have my own pieces coming out. I wear Aaron Basha. I wear Shiley Rose. I wear Milestones by Ashley or the rings. I, I like that. to mix all women owned, almost all women owned. I I absolutely love that. And I think your sense of style can work for anyone. And I think one of the things that you talk about so often is like, this is your style. Yes. This doesn't have to be anybody. It doesn't have to be you have to wear it all. somebody you else's to- style, but this is what works for you. And that's the empowering thing about your message to women is this is what makes me feel good. This is what I've done to get myself out of a rut. But you yes. don't have to do everything that I'm doing, but this is what worked for me. I can help you. You can do half of what I do, but just yeah. do it consistent, consistently um, because we don't want you to feel that 50 is the end of your time oh to God, live. Like you're just getting started. If just I- getting started. How good you can feel, how strong you can feel, how smart you can feel. And capable. Like I feel so much more capable now than I ever did in my twenties and thirties. Like when I just got out of college, when I, you know, did all that, it's funny. Now is when I feel the most capable because I've navigated so many different hardships or different situations that I've gotten through or learned or figured out that that's what makes the confidence. Somebody else giving you the answer or somebody else handing it to you does not make you feel capable and smart. It's you figuring it out you doing the work and you making that money. You know what I mean? That is what makes you feel confident and smart. So again, every day, just making that little bit of effort for yourself, you will never regret it. You'll never regret looking fabulous. You'll never regret feeling fabulous. Or like you said, working out. I've never regretted Mm -hmm. a workout, never Mm -hmm. regretted a healthy meal, never regretted looking fabulous and doing my makeup. That's the truth. So it's that simple to me. (laughs) These are all all wonderful gems that you are throwing out to all of us. And I really appreciate it. So I have one last question for you. What does it mean for you to be fearlessly authentic? For me, it's actually waking up every day, feeling good in my own skin. I think feeling authentic is, you know, not having to live up to anybody else's expectations, but actually understanding what makes me feel good and what works for me and my family. You know, we're not doing it like everybody else. My husband's at home. He works for me, but you know what? It works for us. Like I'm not embarrassed. I'm not ashamed. Like it's, again, it's about figuring out who you really are and what makes you really actually feel good and living that not trying to live up to the Joneses. Like I'm, I all, I'm all about bringing back normal and happy. I think, you know, we have forgotten what that means. And for me, living authentically is not having to have or do what everybody else is doing. It's doing what actually makes me happy and feel good. That's beautiful. I wish we can stay on for another hour. (laughs) Um, I absolutely, this was pure joy to have you on the show. Um, where, Where can our listeners find you, Caroline? 
So I would love you guys. Um, Shop.with.caroline is Instagram. And then Being Caroline is TikTok, YouTube. And I have a blog and a lot of stuff is coming soon. So I would love for you guys to stay tuned. Congratulations on all your success and for stepping into your truth and sharing everything that you're learning with all of us. I really appreciate it. I love you. Thank you. I I love you too. Love you. And for everybody who's listening, thank you so much for listening to Fearlessly Authentic once again. And until next week, go live your most fearlessly authentic life. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.